Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back, listener. Today's episode, I thought we would address the entire weeks of the menstrual cycle. No matter where you are in your cycle, you can benefit from today's teachings. Joining me today, as always, is the incomparable Kerry Hurrigan. Oh my God, I'm an <laughs> astrological lover and my mentor to the heavens. Oh, that, well, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless. <laughs> I've missed you. So, my friend, this is a very special full moon for me because, as you know, I am Scorpio. And this is the full moon in Scorpio. So I'm just going to hand it all over to you, my friend. Take it away. Right. Well, the, this moon is a super moon as well. Ah. So that means that the, the orbit of, of the moon brings it closer to the Earth. So it will Beautiful. enhance the energies of Scorpio. <sighs> when it's in its full phase okay wow i'm feeling it already (laughs) and we're recording this uh, like a week before the full moon so i'm already feeling the pull well you will and and because there is this shadow time Mm. that we can feel these energies you know a week even a little bit longer before and after so Mm. it's not on the day it i mean the big bodies of um, Mm. planets and and things and of course their rules are not by our calendar we have to follow theirs but this super full moon in Scorpio is happening on the 27th of April at seven degrees and five minutes little bit of information about the moon the moon represents our inner world of emotions and feelings our feelings of safety and security intuition sensitivity nurturing and the past are all linked to the moon and that's just naming a few so just general things really the moon's placement tells us about our mother or the motherly figure we have in our lives or had in our lives and it is that very private part of ourselves in evolutionary astrology which is the astrology that i study we equate the moon to our ego. So this is how we see ourselves inwardly, not how others see us. The ego, of course, is our self-image and is necessary to experience our life on this planet. Everyone who has walked this earth had an ego. Jesus and Buddha both had an ego. The ego is the personality and identity, and we cannot interact in the world without it. In new, the New Age world, which I, may always makes me smile when they say New Age, because there's nothing new about this. Yes. This is as old <laughs> as time. We often hear that we have to put our ego aside or drop the ego, and this is just impossible it's not possible to do that you could possibly though uh transcend the the ego but it's very difficult as some of my teachers have been sort of explaining that the ego is so entrenched it's it's just part of being human it's part of being human that's right but you can transcend it well the idea really 
is to to align with the ego, with the soul. That's what we learn in evolutionary astrology. And that is one of the principles of that. So the more you learn about yourself, mm. the ego, when it is in its destructive stage, and really if anyone thinks they or you think someone can hurt you, they pale in comparison to what you can do to yourself. Mm, that's true. So that is one of the principles of evolutionary astrology is to align with the ego. And as Byron Katie says... It is from an unquestioned mind. This is why the ego is distorted. Stressful thoughts, that is, are never questioned. So the natal placement of your moon reveals how you express your feelings, your emotional behavior, and your emotional response to others. So because the moon travels through the zodiac quickly, spending around two and a half days in each sign, it can sway our moods. And this is why some people may react and feel more emotional around the full moon. If we look generally at where the natal moon is, it explains a great deal about behavior and emotional reactions and responses. So if we have a natal moon, is in, and if it's in one of the fire signs, Aries, Leo or Sagittarius, emotional reactions can be dramatic and overly exaggerated. Feelings of specialness, come into it or they can be enthusiastic generous and this is where we find our strength the natal moon in the earth signs of taurus virgo and capricorn are more emotionally grounded natal moon placements in water signs cancer and scorpio as we're talking about today or pisces this is where the emotions are intense and they are felt at the deepest and most meaningful levels and lastly, the natal moon in an air sign, which you and I have, uh, you being Libra, me being Gemini and Aquarius, have a more detached and intellectual view. As we were just talking about just before we started recording, inner security, also represented by the moon, can only come from within us. When we look for and believe our inner security can only be found in something outside of us, whether that is through another person or in material things, we fool ourselves. And although it can really feel that way, by understanding more about our natal moon and the transiting moon's placement, we become more empowered and we have understanding of ourselves. We are an enigma to ourselves after all, because we're always looking for something to solve our problems outwardly or looking outside to solve our problems. So when we seek something outside of us to give us security and safety and it is taken away or leaves us in some form, we go into a life crisis and our world falls apart. It is interesting how the very same thing that we think will make us feel secure is the very thing that makes us feel insecure if it's lost that is for example so much attention is focused on the fact when you have a partner you will automatically feel security where there is a breakdown in the relationship and the partner leaves the relationship it can send the other in a downward spiral of unworthiness and hopelessness you only have to listen to any love song to hear that so the truth is people leave and things leave or they are taken away, such as a job or money. For some people, these things are huge to deal with. Stressful times such as this send people into a depression. It is ultimately up to us to find our inner security. And it's because of these experiences, this is where we find the strength within us. 
So one of the most helpful and amazing people I've found to unravel stressful thinking is Byron Katie. You can find Katie's process where she provides it free to anyone to take you through four questions and the turnaround, as she calls it, to unravel the stressful thoughts that cause us torment and suffering. And her website is thework.com. We have the distortions of the moon, and it's because the moon rules our feeling nature, there are no rules or guidelines to follow. Our emotional responses can occur with no forethought, and our actions can be unreasonable, out of control, and distorted. When we do this, we are operating from the ego, and this drags us down into the lower vibrations of these energies. We become moody and acutely sensitive, and especially if our natal or transiting moon are in the water signs of Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces. The moon in relationships is a good indicator for compatibility. Knowing another's moon sign can help in having a harmonious relationship as it represents the inner world of emotions and feelings of the other person. For example, say if the natal moon is in a water sign, Cancer, Scorpio or Pisces, and they are cranky, you give them a wide berth, as wide a berth as you possibly can. You are, and this allows the emotions to subside or because you can either be crushed by a tsunami or have someone completely go to pieces. In romantic relationships, opening one's heart can be the most vulnerable feeling there is. Your moon sign will activate when dealing with intimate, sentimental and emotionally interwoven relationships. All the more reason to explore and learn more about your own moon's placements. So the full moon is the phase of the moon where we are at a completion, closure, a culmination, or a resolution phase. The energy is sent outwards from the center. So this brings me to Scorpio, which is honestly the most powerful sign of the zodiac. It is a fixed water sign ruled by Pluto, medically ruling the genital area, reproductive organs, urethra, colon, and prostate. With the symbol of the scorpion, we equate Scorpio with the principle of I desire. Scorpio is the master of transformation and rebirth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot count the times I have mm. seen you do this with I know, I all know. kinds of it's it's really it's it a, makes sense now to me like thinking why not that I get bored of things but I just go that's enough of that time to let that go and it's rebuild something new yes mm. let's change and let it be rebirthed again this transformation and rebirth relating to Scorpio, the three levels of Scorpio, and it shows the transformations that take place. So the scorpion dies. It, in death, the phoenix rises from the ashes and it ultimately becomes the dove. So you can see how this transformational process takes place. So in your chart, you look where Scorpio, the Scorpio's ruling planet Pluto is located. This is the area of your life where transformation is supposed to take place. Mm. For this to happen, death such as deconstruction and destruction must occur to make way for the new. Pluto currently in Capricorn, which I have spoken about just about on every podcast the last, well, over the last 12 months, is about the deconstruction and the destruction of the old ways as in government and big corporations. Mm. Scorpio is known for its 
sensuality, it's sexuality, incredible laser-like focus. They usually make very good detectives, Mm. astrologers, researchers, Mm. because they like to get down into the details. Well, that's true because, like, you know, like I love essential oils Mm. and I... My chosen company is doTERRA. They have a whole scientific arm to them. All the research has been done. Do I accept that? No. I have to go and do my own aromatherapy (laughs) course and become a certified aromatherapist in order for me to go, now I'm ready. Do you know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Why are you doing this when you've already got all the information at hand? But for some reason how I learn is by is by really um, having a teacher and they explain to me and I do it in my own experiments. Mm. It's just the way I am. It's digging down, yeah, digging in, down into the details. Yes, yes. Yes. Not only are they very psychic and will pick up on the uh, what's not said, it's like reading between the words, you know. That's probably was a better way for me to put it. Mm. But it, uh, Scorpio is also affiliated with sex, money, the taboo, they love to get into the dark, mm. the dark uh, topics, you know, and they love to solve mystery. Uh, Scorpio is also the seat of marriage. Is that's why, what we're taught in evolutionary astrology because it relates to the issues of commitment, sexual union, and betrayal. Mm. Big with Scorpio. Mm. Scorpio is powerful and intense, and it can be very manipulative and secretive. In- <laughs> So the intensity of their emotions. So I was I was thinking about this as I was coming when I was coming here, and I thought, and I can see on your face when you have that in that tension because emotions Mm. like water because that's what the emotions um, represent in astrology. They need a container like a glass Mm. or a body, Mm. let's say. Mm. So you have a glass of water, I come over, I hit the glass, the water goes everywhere all over your work, into your computer, and you're trying to contain yourself and not, um, not react. Impossible at some stage because that pressure will be released. If you know somebody has a lot of Scorpio energy, just black and white, just mm. get to the point, mm. which I try to remind myself of. Get to the point and mm. yeah. uh, that's it. I can't believe you said that. You're going to love what I have to say after you finish. Okay. Right. Just remember what you just said that okay. about containers and releasing. All right. Mm. <laughs> okay. So Scorpio people seek and crave intimacy with another, but they have fears of abandonment and betrayal and will use their intense power to manipulate others to control the relationship. Not everybody does this, of course. <laughs> right? Okay, but often they will be the one that leaves the relationship, which is such a paradox because it's the thing they fear the most. Mm. So they have a fear of being exposed. The thing they dislike the most is powerlessness, being out of control, and the fear of entrapment. Scorpio is metamorphosis and evolution, hence in the intensity and power is crucial to this process. They often make wonderful healers and like the polarity of Taurus, the lesson is letting go. So this metamorphosis process that they go to and healing, they are able to 
bring things to the process that help another person go through this healing process. So trusting and surrendering to a partner helps in surrendering to the divine or God or the universe, whatever your word is for that. The the transformation they initiate in themselves helps them to initiate in the transformational process of others. Now saying all that, there is an extreme distortion of Scorpio. And this is really fascinating. So in extreme situations, the shadow of Scorpio is vengeance via psychological revenge, if they can get away with it, being completely detached of emotion. They, even in extreme case, in extreme situations, there's a delight in tormenting their rival's psyche, one brain cell at a time, <laughs> and will not spare anyone because they've there's no emotional attachment. It is impossible for the individual who is operating from the extreme distortion of Scorpio to let go of a grudge or slight that the only way they can feel better is to be vindictive. This extreme and intense sensitivity makes them feel hurts or slights at the deepest levels and therefore revenge is their medicine. This, of course, hurts them more than any other. Usually the other person either doesn't know or doesn't care. So the full moon in Scorpio will give you more awareness of where transformation in your life can take place, where you can bring something to a closure, a resolution, you can correct it or let it go. So look to see in your own chart what area is being illuminated and you can use the powerful transformational energies of the Scorpio full moon. So you'll have some help with this. So the sun in Taurus conjunct Uranus with Venus and Mercury. So there is a massing of energy in Taurus that is opposing the full moon in Scorpio. So in this massing of energy, there is Venus, which is in its home. And here, Venus shines with all her radiance. This could be issues around what you value in yourself your self-worth and money issues. Often money is associated with our self-worth. Uranus is also in Taurus and here it is debilitated as Taurus wants to take its time with things. Uranus wants to get things moving and if things aren't moving enough, Uranus will bring in something sudden, a shock that will get things moving along. And this could also be related to to issues around money, the future and the land. This suggests marking time to consider ways for you to move forward. So take the time you want to move ahead in a deliberate way and not be traumatized by sudden abrupt happenings. When this happens, it will be because you aren't prepared, at least if you consider this time or things that you're wanting to change, you can Uh, make some sort of plan. So just on a grander scale, the concentration of these planets together in Taurus in conjunction with each other, opposing the Scorpio full moon, it can be harmonious or antagonistic. The tension of discord could be related to money, property or banking that could experience a shock. Light shed on information around dark secrets, around dark secrecy, around lies from governments and big corporation, even more sex scandals exposed. So just keep an eye on that. So the Scorpio full moon trines 
Mars in Cancer. The Mars energy is not comfortable in Cancer, again suggesting taking time to consider things before taking action. The acute sensitivity that comes with the water sign of Cancer combined with the initiating action of Mars can be tricky and to your detriment. This can lead to feelings of depression, but at but at its best, when the energies of Mars and Cancer come together, can be tempered. You just have to be aware. So the moon is also squaring Saturn in Aquarius. So you might, may find obstacles and tension, even though Saturn is the co-ruler of Aquarius. You have the structural energies of Saturn, the detachment of Aquarius, and the intensity of the full moon in Scorpio. No wonder we might have a bit of a rough time. Again, the theme here would be to take time and uh, consider things. In summary, there is a great deal of fixed energy that is being activated here, so there will be stubbornness and resistance. So it's telling you to slow down, hang on a minute, just just wait and, mm-hmm. and mark time. The purpose of the intensity of Scorpio is to make you aware of what needs to change and what you can transform in your life for your continual evolution. That brings me to the end. Now I can have a rest. <laughs> Thank you, Kerry. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate everything that you say and do. It's, it's wonderful. Well, thanks, Sue. I learned so much about myself when talking to you. Thank you. So a couple of little things that you may not know about me, though. Oh, you probably do, Kerry, but the listener may not know, is that I was actually born on the 11th of November, 1966, making me a native Scorpio. You are. (laughs) And I have many emotional states. And as I get older and hopefully wiser, I've become more acutely aware of my triggers and my pain points. It might surprise you to know that even at 54, Kerry, you still get triggered and you still have pain points. Mainly, I think, due from childhood trauma because they're the ones that are considered to be more locked away however the key is to be aware of your triggers now this goes back to what you were saying about being a container of emotions of Mm. which i can be but i've done a lot of work around becoming aware of my triggers and prepare myself for the emotional swelling and i've learned to ride it with professional precision (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I know. So after a while, uh, like I have, you know, you'll soon create a habit and your emotions will no longer dictate to you. Instead, you guide the emotional energy out of your body and into the ether. Now, this is really important, especially for Scorpios out there. As Kerry mentioned before, we tend to just hold it all. Hold it. Yes, I know. And if we're not careful, we just either become sick or we explode. Mm -hmm. Now, as I mentioned before, also before uh, with this episode, I'd like to dedicate the next remaining bit of time to discuss one subject only. And this will transcend across all of our weeks. It's called emotional well-being. Mm. So we all have emotions And as humans, it's absolutely necessary and vital to express our emotions. From personal experience, damage occurs if you suppress your emotions. I can tell you that. And the older you get, listener, the worse the damage can can be. This is a perfect time to talk about this. Kerry, I think you would agree that deep, hidden emotions that we hold, 
we can really allow this full moon energy of Scorpio to really help us find it and ultimately release it. Well, that's what the energy of the full moon does. It's expressed outward. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Kerry, if Scorpio were a glove, yes, emotions would be the hand or vice versa. Mm. As I understand it, the full moon, it's all about releasing. So new moon, setting seeds, and then in the full moon you release. Because it's so, the waning. Mm, it's the waning. Mm. So that's the waning cycle. Okay, so mm. the only theme on my mind during this phase is release and let it go. Yeah? That's how I, how I see this working. Well, that's what Scorpio does. It's about letting go because you're going to go through this transformational metamorphic mm. process. Mm. And you have to have the intensity there and the pain there for us to think, right, I've got to do something. Mm. Because if it was warm and fuzzy, we'd do nothing. That, There'd be no point in being correct, here. Correct, correct. So like wherever you are in your cycle, dear listener, I like to use this coming full moon week to sit with ourselves and allow all the energy that's arising, all the emotions that are arising, to be released and to let go. And I can speak on this because, um, look, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, <laughs> or, but I'm a woman of 54 years of age and I've had life experience. So I want to share with you my process. Now, as a Scorpio, as somebody who holds emotions in, I'm a very private person and I find it very difficult to, you know, really share my emotions. But this is what I've learned this year. Okay. <laughs> this year. Okay. Can I ask a question? You can. Are you, yes. are you going to include the trigger? I could, actually. I probably will be. So the, the trigger itself at the moment is not necessarily important for this particular exercise oh, because okay. it's about when you we all get triggered about so many different things but when we do get triggered this is where i want to start because we get that ah oh, emotion coming through so this is what i do so i find a space where i can be alone so like do you have a garden to sit in you might be able to go for a walk and find a tree that you can sit under so for me it's the backyard under the magnolia tree i close my eyes and I breathe slowly. This is very important. You must close your eyes and you must breathe slowly. You need to relax every part of your body. I concentrate on how my body is feeling. Do I feel a pain in my gut or in my heart? I might feel it in my throat or behind my eyes. I might feel my teeth are clenching. I might roll my fingers in a fist. My uh, legs might be aching. My neck might begin to ache. The question is, where do you feel the emotion in your body? I stop thinking about the issue or a trigger, as you mentioned, Kerry. I stop thinking about the issue. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant at this stage because you are on the wave. You've got it. You're feeling the emotion. So I concentrate on how my body is feeling. And it's going to come. Just allow it to come. So for me, I cry or actually I moan and I rock on my seat. I allow the wave of pain to work its way up mm. and out of my body. And it comes. 
I don't think about the issue at all. I simply feel the emotion. I might get rage. I might get anger. I might get sorrow. I might get self-pity. I might feel revenge. I might feel whatever it is. But I'm also going to observe it. Observe how your body is reacting. At the moment, I'm rocking. I'm just showing (laughs) Kerry what I do. I'm rocking on my seat, you know. But I don't blame. Don't blame anyone for it. Don't blame the person that triggered you. Don't blame the memory. Don't blame it. Just feel the pain. Just sit with the emotion because it has to come up. So then tears of sorrow, tears of anger, tears of pain, try to cry. Because what happens with the tears is that dopamine floods your cheekbones. And dopamine is what will actually relax you and create Mm. that that calming effect. And that's how beautiful and miraculous nature is. Mm. Because, yes, we are are born with this emotional body. So as as we let it go, you'll feel this release. The issue that caused the upset or the trigger that caused the upset may still be there. It's still going to be there. But you are more clear-minded. I'm more clear-minded, I should say. My body has been purged of the first wave, as I like to call it, because it's like, oh, and it, for me, it feels like um, the soft ebb now of the ocean gently going back into the ocean, ready to be built up again, to come crashing down again. But at the moment, you've done that big wave crash, you're now soft. Mm. I then can go back to what I was thinking about, or go back to Jason, who I was talking to, and say, okay, let's just talk about that again. I'm ready now to to re-enter um, the conversation. <laughs> if your emotions sure. are too intense and you're not sure what to do, seek professional guidance, truly. So that's what I have to offer, Kerry. What well, have that, you got for me? That's you- life-changing because you say I'm not a psychologist, but... Scorpio astrology is where psychology comes from mm. in in particular Scorpio because mm. it likes to get down, down. into the details. Yes. Mm. Well, I did make a few notes while you were while you were letting us in into your process, mm. which is I'm so happy that you take time for yourself mm. because this is not something that you can do in five minutes. You know, but what I was going to say was emotional well-being. What has happened to, and you reminded me of this, is that we uh, have put a lot of time into the development of the intellect and the spirit, and we've neglected the emotional body and the physical body because they are inseparable. When you're saying the trigger, so you you just deal with the feeling. Do you go and investigate uh, or I try to identify where this has come from and have you had that feeling before? Different situation, different people, but that same feeling has come up because if that feeling keeps coming up, it's something you that has not been dealt with. That's why it keeps mm. coming up. Mm. And God love these people that come along because who's going to trigger you as another person mm. unbeknownst to them and you? you'll have to be triggered again because it's another opportunity to deal with it. And this comes from Byron Katie. This Mm. is what she talks about. An issue and a trigger, they're two different things. So if I have an issue with, uh, say, for example, Jason, my partner, he says something I disagree with, 
and in the process he does something to hurt me, like, you know, that's uh, so then that's an issue that I deal with and I, I do that process. A trigger is something that you're not aware of. And so therefore, do I want to go and investigate that? Um, it if it happens a lot of times. Yeah, if it, if it, if, you if my health is impacted upon it, mm. like if I'm continually doing it all the time, of course, yeah, I probably have to delve into as to why mm. that has happened. But to put everything into a basket of saying, well, they're all just uh, like I know that that my childhood was sometimes oh, a little yes. bit horrific, mm. um, but I, I I know I've acknowledged it, but I still get triggered. Mm. So therefore, I have to deal with. That's how I realise this process is mm. important because I'm going to. I, I can't eliminate it. That's who I am. I can't eliminate mm. personally uh, a memory and go. Well, that never happened and <laughs> deny it because the pain always will come up for me. But now the pain. When, I, when it comes up, I don't make a story out of it. I don't blame anybody. I don't blame my family. I don't blame me. I don't blame, I, it's just my body experiencing emotion. And so my emotion is released. And the more I do it, it becomes this beautiful, it's okay. There's no issue. Do you feel more empowered when this occurs? If I'm in control of it, like, as I say, in control of my emotions, being able to release them. Yeah, absolutely. Can I share something with you? You can. Like you, like us all, we've all had things happen, especially in our childhood, and and uh, we'll bring up the feelings of, say, unworthiness. Mm. Who, who doesn't feel worthy? Mm. Just about every, all of us in some way. So one day... I went into this and I felt really sorry for myself. I mean, it was pathetic, really, but I was having a really bad time. And what I come to realise was that this was just an absolute lie. I was unworthy. And when I, and again, I have to refer to Byron Kay, I have to give her all the credit because she gave me the, the how to do it, the process to mm. do it, which works for me. And when you say you took the time mm. to let that emotions come, you have to let that because it, mm. it comes out. And when I went through this process, I never had that thought ever again. And now it's absolutely ridiculous to me mm. to think I'm not worthy. Mm. Why would I even do that to myself? You know, and, and where it come from was that, and it come from a few people, <laughs> which is hilarious, but they they didn't know, but they were the ones that, that brought this with them. But one in particular who what I saw... And I wasn't the only one that they did it to, but had to had to drag people down to break them down so they could feel better about themselves. Oh, that's just so when, common. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. And it was them. And then I realised that them they were not the ones that didn't feel worthy. Let me say one to, one thing to you, Virgo. So this Virgo energy, because I come from an astrological point of view. This Virgo energy and that and Virgo, when you say when you say you're doing it's a healing process because you have a lot of Scorpio energy, isn't this? Isn't this wonderful? And Virgo is the healer. So you and I are from the Pluto Virgo generation, and if we can teach any of the Pluto Libran, Scorpio, and Sagittarius generation, which is what the listeners mostly are. This transformational process that uh, Scorpio takes us through leads to the healing process. Mm. That's part of it. That's really what Mm. I wanted to say. 
So my dear listener, thank you so much for joining us. It was been a little bit of a different format, mm. but I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I can't help but change things up for you. And I think uh, we have a couple of things happening as well. I think Kerry and I are going to experiment trying to go on the app and doing an Instagram live. Well, that's going to be fun, isn't it? It will be fun. So bear with us on that one. And there's a, a new update for the Four Seasons. Instead of being 10 pages, it's 36 pages. Carrie and I will be, um, hopefully in the new moon, we'll come on to the Instagram Live and share some some wonderful, just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but it's, it's, it's fun. Anyway, so thank you so much, my dear listener. And um, Carrie, thank you for coming on, as always. Thank you, Sue. It was really a deep, mm. deep one this time. Deep dive. Yeah, deep dive, I'll say. Mm. Until next time, we will see you later. Bye-bye. Bye for now.